score bars, bottle caps, payday bars, and my voice. Sometimes you just can't get enough of the best things in life. Now you can enhance your multiplayer gaming podcast experience and get more of what you love, like two bonus episodes every week. Want early access? Want to stop hearing my ultra-cheesy intros and ad reads? Well, now you can by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts. Want amazing perks and to be the coolest person around in the Discord server? You can still support us over at MultiplayerSquad.com and earn our eternal gratitude. No, really. Our gratitude is forever. We'll love you forever. What do you mean I sound creepy? What? You're starting the episode right now. I was about to tell them about... Hey guys, and welcome back to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, and a very special welcome if this is your first time listening. On this podcast, we have lighthearted and family-friendly conversations about gaming, and we're very excited that you've chosen to spend your time with us here today. Make sure to become a Patreon supporter by heading over to MultiplayerSquad.com or by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Either way, you'll be supporting the show, and you'll also gain access to two exclusive Quick Take episodes every week. Also, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars and leave us a review in your podcasting app. Since today is Thursday, it's a Twig episode, which stands for This Week in Gaming. I am your host, Paul, and then with me is my co-host. Hold on, let, let me invite him here real quick. All right, I'm on Discord. I'm typing... RPG invite at Josh. All right, there we go. It's yes. my co-host, Josh. <laughs> I'm here. A wild Josh has appeared and hits you for 45 damage. Oh, goodness. All right, so Josh, every time we do one of these Twig episodes, we always start off by talking about what we've been playing this week. I don't see how we could not address a little known game on Discord called Epic RPG. But we have to at least acknowledge it here on the show, right, Josh? Paul, you have broken our Discord server. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. <laughs> you you sent me a message and you were like, hey, I'm going to install this bot. This game looks like a lot mm-hmm. of fun. And I was mm-hmm. still, like, go for it, you know? And then next thing I know, there's a new channel with 5,000 messages in it within like the first 30 <laughs> minutes. Nobody is chatting anywhere else. Everybody is playing Epic RPG uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's all your fault, Paul. <laughs> it is all my fault. Well, it's funny because we have a free Discord server, and if you want to join, there's a link in the episode description, but you have always kind of been in charge of Discord. I've never really looked, I've never really cared about what I could add to it. You know, you kind of set it up, and you did the channels and the permissions, and, you know, I can help moderate as needed, but I went ahead and paid for mee6 premium and i started poking around a little bit and i saw all these things that i didn't even know about like music quizzes and then i was like oh man there's probably a ton of games because i started thinking about back in the aol days where i would join aol chat rooms and you could run bots that would do different kinds of games like unscramble and things like that so i just did a search for like discord games ran into epic rpg thought why the heck not And now we have some very hardcore Epic RPG fans for people who had never heard about it. And it's completely text-based. I mean, it's it's barely a game, but it has been very interactive and a lot of fun. Do you want to talk a little bit about what it is? It's just 
It sounds so stupid, man. Like, I don't know why it's so fun to play because it's a dumb game, but it's just like, it's a cooldown based game. You can hunt and you wind up hunting like skeletons and wolves and those stupid wolves, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of you guys, all of you guys got wolf pelts before I did. And Mm -hmm. you guys are all making wolf armor and I'm getting just bashed in my plain basic armor. You guys can't give me a wolf pelt. I I must have killed a thousand wolves before I finally got like the second wolf pelt I needed to make that wolf armor. You guys were all trolling <laughs> me. It was it was great. But yeah, it's just like a cooldown based game. You hunt, you, you kill something, you get coins and experience. You can fish and chop wood. Uh, and you know, you can sometimes get like an epic fish or a heroic log and stuff like that. So there's different like rarities of stuff. And it's just this like progression based text game. Yeah. And I know, like, I get it. That does not sound very fun. But when you have a bunch of people in a Discord server all playing it, you can do like dungeons together. So you actually need to like invite other people to do this dungeon with you. And then you fight like an ancient dragon. And if you beat that monster, then you, the, the people that did the dungeon advance to like area two. And then instead of fighting like wolves and slimes, you start fighting like nymphs and skeletons, right? And then there's just this whole like progression system going on there. And I, I yeah, man, I, like I said, it's been, it, it's been crazy. <laughs> it's very funny. So basically every user is their own adventurer and you just type these commands and then you do it. And then the higher you advance, it starts to unlock more abilities and more things that you could do. And I just remember I was just cackling laughing when I would discover new things. Like when you and I both decided to buy a horse and then I saw you could do horse breeding and I typed RPG horse breeding at Josh and we had our horses breed and then we ended up with a higher tier horse and it just made me laugh because it just seemed like such a silly, stupid game, but a lot of people seem to really like it. So if you like Old school text-based games that are interactive. You can duel one another and enter arenas. It's all totally free. And we've been having a blast. So that's been going on on Discord. What's funny to me is people will hop in to the channel and they're like, what are you guys doing? What is this? this?" And then you're just like, oh, dude, just type like RPG start and you'll see. Uh And then the next thing you know, I, I like I check back in a couple hours later and I see this person fishing and hunting and, and like, and then they're just completely engrossed in it. And I, yeah, it's just, just be, be careful. <laughs> oh, you know what else we left out? There's a whole section for gambling. So I'll just pop on and play blackjack with my guy. Cause you earn coins and you can use it to buy stuff, but you can even buy lottery tickets and oh man, it's such a funny game. And, and I've been having a blast with it. I feel like it's the kind of game that, the first couple of days, you might actually play for a couple hours, but then as you start to learn the cooldowns, maybe it's something that you just touch base with once an hour or t- two or three times a day just to type a couple quick commands and you know keep up with others. But man, what a funny experience here this week. I don't know how you found it, Paul. I- I'm not sure <laughs> yes. it's a good thing yet. It's <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't care for it, they really don't care for it at all. And then there's others who are like, addicts and they have to just constantly type in the commands you know on cooldown and it advance that character more and more oh it's hilarious 
All right. Well, I think that's really all we've been playing this week. At least it is for me. Anything you've been playing single player wise you wanted to talk about? Not really. I'm kind of waiting because the next week or two, I mean, by the time this recording comes out, uh, New World will have been out for mm. a couple days. I'm very mm-hmm. excited to try that. We've been talking about that. Then we have Tribes of Midgard coming up uh, next week. So I'm really excited about that. So I've kind of been like holding off a little bit um, in regards to that. The only game I've actually been playing a decent bit is a VR game called In Death Unchained. Okay. And it's an archery game. Where you go into like purgatory and there's these like procedurally generated levels and you're just this archer, but it feels so good to like draw back your bow and then just get like feel like you're Robin Hood and you're (laughs) shooting these like cloaked figures and these knights Templar and these zombies and there's flying imps and I don't know, man, I've been cracking on it and VR games don't generally hold my attention for too, too long. But this one's been a lot of fun, and it's a little bit of exercise when you shoot like a thousand arrows over the course of like a 15-minute play session. Sure. Like, legitimately, my arms start getting tired. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Have you ever done archery in real life? Oh, I love archery. I love archery so much. Yeah. Yeah. I My my wife's from Louisiana, and everybody's hunters down there. And so my father-in-law gave me like a hunting bow one time. Oh, nice. And man, before you know it, I, like I said, I just, I wanted to be Robin Hood, man. I was, I had this thing like sighted in. I had targets. I was bullseye and stuff. Like, you know, I, yeah, I really enjoy archery. So I think that's what makes this game a little bit more fun as well. Um, but highly recommend it. Anybody that's looking for a VR game, this one's held my attention for a while and it's very well done. Hmm. Yeah, I hadn't even heard of it. I don't know what it is about archery. I've always loved it, whether it's in video games or in real life. Like, I was in Boy Scouts, and every year I'd go to Boy Scout camp, and you could do the rifle shooting and the archery. I never cared about rifle shooting. It just always seemed very boring to me compared to archery. And I don't know. I was pretty decent because at it, too. I always loved it. Because you're the one that's doing the work with archery. Like, yeah, with a I gun, think so. it's more you just tactile. pull the trigger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you 100% because there's something about, like, I want to be the one that's aiming that bow and drawing that bow and all that stuff versus just sure. aiming and pulling the trigger. So I get it. Yeah, now I'm a very sensitive soul. Like, I'm not going to shoot anything with that bow. I'm just shooting, you know, the the balloons tied to the target at the end of the field. <laughs> that's all I'm using it for. But I, I did always enjoy archery, so that's one I actually might be interested in, since I haven't pulled out my Oculus Quest 2 in quite some time. All right, and then we always talk about This Week in Gaming as far as news goes, and we did have a fair amount of stories this week, but I think the big story for sure is one that we did briefly touch on when there were some rumors, but now we've got a lot more information. Valve is entering portable gaming, Josh. They're coming out with the Steam Deck. What do you think about this? Oh, boy. I, I'm jumping out of my chair, Paul, because uh-huh. you know how much I love mobile gaming. You love your Switch so I love much. My, I love taking my Nintendo Switch to uh-huh. the oil change place. I love taking <laughs> it to the dentist's office. Uh-huh. You know, Laying all down in bed. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, everybody is very excited about this. I'm just not i i hate to sound like a funny duddy it's just not my thing like i am very glad that there is going to be a portable pc gaming solution out there because i don't think there is one i just i'm skeptical 
for multiple reasons. What are those? Number one, Valve does not have a good history of hardware. They don't. No, that's a very <laughs> good point. We've had several failed hardware attempts from them in the past. Oh. And then they stopped supporting those products, too. And they tend well, that's to kind the, of fall right, off. Right, exactly. And that's the problem is it's like, hey, here's some hardware. Oh, that didn't work. Eh, we don't really support that anymore. Sorry. And I just don't know how good this is going to be. When I was looking at the specs on it, $400 price point for the base model. And the base model has 64 gigabytes worth of storage. Now, that's Mm -hmm. atrocious, man. I mean, (laughs) most games nowadays, your smaller games are starting to broach 20 gigs. Yeah. And it's not uncommon for a big game to be 80 you know, 80 gigabytes. So you can't even fit a big game on this thing, number one. Now, yes, you can buy SD cards and plop them in there, and SD cards are cheap, I get it, but $400 for 64 gigabytes of built-in storage, and then the screen is only 720p. Right, and it's a 7-inch screen. So, I mean, technically speaking... You only need so many pixels. It's not like you're looking at a 70-inch TV. You don't need it to be 4K. It's a small display. I mean, it might be a small display, but who wants 720p, man? Like, you couldn't make a 1080p? (laughs) Like, 720p is so, like, 2006, man. You would not know the difference. I I guarantee you, you would not know the difference. Well, okay, yes, that that's a very good point, though. The hard drive, it, well, it's not even a hard drive. It's like, I don't even know what it is, like an EMMC chip NVMe or something. Drive, yeah. Well, you have to go for the higher models to get the NVMe drive. Oh, that's The cheaper right. one doesn't even have that. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So the price point is a little bit higher. I think what I don't totally understand is, I mean, I guess the idea is that the Switch is more for families and kids and casual gamers. So here's the portable gaming device for more hardcore gamers. But if you're a hardcore gamer, you're going to want to play on a gaming PC, not mobile anyway. So I'm not entirely sure who's going to be buying this. I think in theory, a lot of people are cheering it and excited and ready to call it a Switch killer. But I just don't really know who's going to buy it. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't think it's going to displace the Switch. I'll tell you why I would be excited about it. And you know I'm not excited about these kind of things. But having access to the entire Steam library in a portable device is huge. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the innate problem with the Switch. Is that the Switch, they did it very, very well. Nintendo's known for doing that. But you can only play Nintendo games. Right? I, I mean, and so that's the one drawback to the Switch. Now, I, hey, I get it's the Nintendo Switch, but there are a gajillion games out there, and a lot of them don't require a ton of processing power. So to be able to have that immense library available to you in a portable form is the biggest draw, in my opinion. Like, I honestly think the hardware kind of sucks. I think the price point is super high. Like we talked about the base version, but when you want to get into like the 256 gigabyte version, that jumps up to like $500, I think. And the the big one with 500 gigabytes with the NVMe drive is like $600. It's 650. 650? I <laughs> Hey, anybody out there, I can build you a gaming PC for about 650 bucks that'll play more games than than the Steam Deck can. <laughs> Maybe not with a monitor, but uh, I, I hear you. The one thing also that's very neat about it, so this is the one thing that would make me excited, is not only do you have access to the full Steam library, you can install Windows. 
So you can literally run the Xbox Game Pass on it. You can install the Epic Game Store where you may have added a bunch of free games that you're not touching. But if you had something like a Steam Deck, maybe you would try those things out if you're out on vacation or out on the road or you travel for work. But, you know, that's that's the one plus, I guess, is the library. But do you know how long the battery, <coughs> excuse me, do you know how long the battery lasts, Josh? Oh, I saw that somebody Valve asked did him, give a statement. Uh-huh. They said anywhere from two to eight hours, Paul. <laughs> Oof, two to eight hours. And they said it would be four hours playing Portal 2, which, by the way, is not processing no. very much. So that battery is going to last world. 90 minutes in actual. I'm a little worried about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I don't. But don't worry, Josh, they did say you can limit the frame rate, drop it down to 30, and then it's going to last longer on the battery. So now we're making like huge compromises. I, I don't think you or I have any desire. Now, I was joking in our Discord saying, hey, if you guys want to start a social media campaign and they give us one for free, we'll test it out and give it away on the show. But I don't think this is something you or I are going to drop $400 on. I can't. I, I'm excited for people that are excited for it. Like I said, I do think that this is a an affordable way to get PC games into your hands, right? Like without having the knowledge how to build a PC, without spending $1,000 on a nice pre-built, like this is the entry point, right? Like we talk about these consoles being a certain price point and, you know, Valve came out and said, hey, it was it was painful for us to, to price this at $400. They're probably actually losing a little bit of money on that. But they have to be able to compete with like Xbox and PlayStation and the Switch and stuff like that. And so I get that there is a large amount of the population that is excited to be able to get into PC gaming for Mm -hmm. what seems to be an affordable price point. The fact that it's handheld and portable and all that seems like bonuses. To me, it's not a bonus, but... I do think it is an option for people that have been looking to get into that. And from my understanding, you know, it's it has Wi-Fi, so I would imagine multiplayer games would work just fine. You know, sure. all that kind of stuff. It's like you said, it is a it is a portable PC, so you can do like Windows and internet browsing and stuff like that as well. I just for the money, man, I think I'd rather have a laptop or something. I I'm just skeptical. I really am, and I don't mean to sound like boo-hoo on it but i just don't know (laughs) yeah and i'm just not sure you or i are the market anyway because i'm perfectly content with my switch i would not feel any desire to spend an extra 400 i'd rather use that money and spend it on switch games or on games for my computer instead of buying a whole new console that's the thing like we have just so many options now like the atari vcs and the valve steam deck and I don't know. I feel like we're almost getting this overabundance. Really, we just need Xboxes and Playstations and whatever goofy system Nintendo's got at the time. And I kind of feel like we're kind of set. I almost feel like it's a little oversaturation as we get extra options. All right. Well, Josh, we are halfway through the episode here. So let's go ahead and take a quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. Look, gaming is a hobby, and like any great hobby, you need the best tools possible. There's a reason you never see pros using shoddy gear, and it's no different when it comes to gaming. Logitech provides some of the best peripherals in all the gaming world. That's why they've partnered with us to bring you into the same world as the pros. Head over to MultiplayerPodcast.com slash Logitech and marvel at the gear you've been missing. 
Do yourself a favor and stop using those cheap mice and keyboards. Get yourself a great headset and hear what you've been missing. Logitech is where it's at, and now you know where to go to get the best gear out there. Now back to the best podcast out there. Shazam! All right, Josh, we are back here continuing talking about This Week in Gaming. Josh, I got some bad news for you, buddy. Oh, no. What the is curse, it? The curse of games that we talk about being delayed continues we don't just have one we actually have three games that have all been delayed world tribes of midgard and (laughs) (laughs) no thankfully tribes of midgard is still on schedule but we do have a couple of games that we have talked about on the show that are getting pushed back we have writer's republic which i actually am interested in that game does look pretty good i saw some gameplay on that and i could see that being a very good time with friends it looks super exciting yeah. That got pushed back two months. Rainbow Six Extraction, which I think is the current name. They've changed it so many times I can't keep up. That's been pushed back four months. And then Resident Evil Reverse, which might be, in my opinion, like the most misguided idea of a multiplayer <laughs> game, is being pushed back oh, yeah. at least no. at least six months, Josh. Paul, I'm so glad I am not the crotchety old man in this episode, because Why? Why are you even making Reverse, man? Resident Evil does not need to be a multiplayer game. We talked about this when we covered Resident Evil Village. It is not a game that lends itself well to multiplayer. I don't totally understand why. If you want to play Deathmatch multiplayer, I don't know who's going, oh, you know what I want to do? I want to play with Resident Evil characters and those slow movements and the gunplay in resident evil is fine for single player why would i play that over i don't know any shooter ever (laughs) in any other game it's the dumbest thing i whoever came up with that idea needs to get fired to be honest because you do not need this i could see if you were thinking way outside the box and this is not like a deathmatch type shooter game you know but it is it's, it's literally match. Resident Evil people with the guns pew-pewing at each other in like in a small room. And then I think from the video I saw, if you die, you kind of turn into another character, like a creature or something. And then you can kind of like keep fighting. This is just terrible. And they're saying six months. You're putting six months of development and it's going to be pointless. At least, at oh, least six man. months. Now, here's the thing. Do you want them do you want capcom spending their time and their money on single player dlc or on reverse no exactly give me more dlc because guess what resident evil village was great fantastic give me more of that don't waste developer time making a (laughs) multiplayer game that seven people on the planet are going to be interested (laughs) in playing I think that's the thing. I don't know how many people are going to play it. I feel like if they're paying one dude to make reverse and he or she is getting paid, you know, $12 an hour to develop this multiplayer, that's fine. But I, I this is not going to appeal to the masses. I don't know who really cares. I don't even care that it's pushed back. I just thought it was really funny because Resident Evil Village has already been out for a while. I don't know who is still going to care about it at all. Going into 2022, there's so many new games that are going to yeah. be out between now and then. That's a bad decision. It really is. I'll be honest with you, you know, in regards to Rainbow Six Extraction and Riders Republic, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm not 
upset about games getting delayed because I'm realizing that what upsets me more is games that get released when they shouldn't. Yes. You know, and that's 100%. that is something that has not always been the case, especially for me, right? Like, I, hey, I want this game. I'm looking forward to it. You better release it when you say you're releasing it. And then when they announce a delay, I used to get super mad about that, right? And then just like, come on, man. Like, I was looking forward to this. I took a day off of work. And you know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. now I'm just kind of like, hey, you know what? If that makes the game better, cool. There's other games that I can play in the meantime. Don't get me wrong. I'm really looking forward to playing this. But I'd rather this game be a good, well-polished game that should get released than a game that shouldn't and is just buggy. I'm still upset about Outriders, right? Because that game, as much as we loved Outriders, that game was the only issue with that game was the amount of bugs in it. Otherwise, dude, Outriders was incredible. But the bugs and the technical issues ruined it. If they had waited a year to release Outriders, I think it would have been like one of those games of like the decade. Yeah. You know, like a generational new IP right. that everyone loves. Right. But instead they released it when it it was not ready. And as fun as that game is, it's just it leaves a little bit of a sour taste now. And I'm getting kind of tired of that, man. Cyberpunk was, you know, historically the the you know, the most well known, you know, issue with a game release. And it's like that game could have been amazing. It is an amazing game, but again, it could have been a generational type release. Stop releasing games that aren't ready. It's okay to delay them. Yeah. And also every major release, you just read these stories about these unrealistic timeframes and there's pressure from the shareholders because they need to have the revenue for this year. So we want it out by Christmas of this year And then you have these time crunches by all the employees who don't get to spend any time with their family. They're working 100 hours a week. And I think we've reached an inflection point where gamers are like, we don't want that. We're okay waiting. We don't want to hear these stories. And so you do have companies like Rockstar saying, hey, we're working on GTA 6 now. And instead of saying 2023, we're just going to say 2025. You know, and we're just going to take the time. We don't want there to be a crunch. We want to take care of our employees, and I feel like gamers are okay with that. I would rather wait for a finished product and don't overwork your people. I'm okay waiting for that. Just deliver me a good product, and when it's ready, it's ready. Yep. I I, I like to see the move to that trend because I, I feel the same way. Like... It's starting to come out in the gamer world where, you know, hey, don't pre-order stuff. Now, there's always going to be people that pre-order things, right? Like, we pre-ordered New World so that we could play the beta, but we can refund it still, too. So, you know, it's... But I think you're starting to see that switch, and it's still early, but that is a great, great thing for gamers to come together on because it's going to force these companies to not release things that just aren't ready to be released yet. Yeah, exactly. All right, next story here, Josh. We do have a new game that was announced. I think this one is a pretty interesting game. It's Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. And you know what? You know when it comes out? It comes out this fall, 2021. That's great. Waited to announce it. It's going to come out of here in the next couple months. And who doesn't want to play a Smash Brothers clone with Nickelodeon characters? Oh, me. I don't want to play it at all. <laughs> I, I fully knew going into this story, you could not care less. I, 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 do, I do have one question. for Well, two questions. Just a yes or no is fine. Do you enjoy playing Smash Brothers? No. Okay. I thought that was the case. And two, 
Did you watch a lot of Nickelodeon when you were younger? Oh, absolutely. Now, I have not watched recent Nickelodeon. Uh-huh. I watched Nickelodeon back in the days of You Can't Do That on Television. And, you <laughs> know, was black this and was white. before SpongeBob was around. <laughs> I mean, I color. definitely have seen a lot of SpongeBob, but uh-huh. I, I watched the video on this. Somebody posted it, and the people in our Discord got all excited, and I started watching it, and it is a direct ripoff. <laughs> I mean, Brothers. even yeah. the little when you knock them back, the, there's like a little streak that, that oh, yeah, when yeah, a character yeah, yeah. flies yeah. backwards that they make, and they even ripped off like this streak. I I could not <laughs> tell the difference between Smash Bros. and and All Stars, other than that it was like SpongeBob and Patrick and some of these other characters that I'm not super familiar with. Uh, Powdered Toast Man was the one that I was very familiar with because Ren and, Ren and Stimpy. Stimpy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I was just like, how are they not getting sued on this? It's, it is Smash Bros. I guess it's just generic enough to have a four player brawl. I, I, I guess you can't really like copyright the idea of knocking someone off a map. But I, I, I will say in watching the trailer, it is funny because it clearly is made for people just a little bit younger than me because two thirds of the characters, I have no idea who they are. Now I see like, Reptar, and I know that that's from Rugrats because my younger sister watched Rugrats, but I didn't. I was a little too old for that. So for me, my Nickelodeon shows were more like Rocco's Modern Life and Doug. And you're not going to see Doug or Patty Mayonnaise, you know, in a game like this, if any of you out there watched Doug. But at least it did have some characters I knew, like Helga from Hey Arnold. I feel like that was the last year I watched Nickelodeon was like Hey Arnold season one. And then I felt like I was a little too old for Nickelodeon. But I think maybe the hardest thing about this is that it is a $50 price tag. So it is a little bit of a pricey game. But if it was to be as good as Smash Brothers, that would be a steal. But, but I have trouble believing Smash it's going to be better. Brothers, then? That's, that's like, exactly what I was going to say. I, I mean, it's still early. Maybe they're going to announce some stuff that says, hey, this is how this game is different than Smash Brothers. Um, but it sure looked like it was not any different other than the character skins. And that was it. I mean, it was, it was the same premise. It was the same everything. I could not tell a difference with the exception of the characters. And I, I mean, I've tried playing smash bros a lot. I'm just a little bit more old school that I like the 2d fighters, you know, and the one-on-one, you know, street fighter, mortal Kombat, that kind of stuff. Um, I just, I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> this is a very funny episode because I feel like there was all this news and you and I are just like, don't care. Don't care. Not for me. Not interested. We're just gonna rip all today's, of these things. The Steam today's Deck Grouchy Old Men episode is brought to you <laughs> by, by the Steam Deck. <laughs> brought to brought to you by Blackjack Gum. You right. know, and good and plenty. Uh yeah, we might be showing our age a little bit here. These just don't really seem to be made for us. Uh, we are basically out of time. The last thing that I, I thought we could just very, very briefly mention is that there was a tweet that was made by a guy that I had never heard of. His name is Lance McDonald. I guess he's a well-known data miner, but he had tweeted that Sony is working on multiple PC ports, and he said yes. Bloodborne would not be one of them as far as he knew, but I love the idea of getting more PlayStation exclusives on PC. Do you feel the same way? I am... I feel very strongly that Sony and PlayStation really need to start focusing on that if they want to try to 
keep up in this war with Xbox because Xbox, we have said it time and again, is winning this this console war right now. Um, you know, the Game Pass is great with Microsoft and all the acquisitions of these game studios is great. They've just they've done everything right in that regard. And I feel like Sony is really lagging behind in that. But if Sony starts bringing some of their exclusives to PC, that is at least a small victory for them. Because I personally would actually pick up some of these games to play on the PC. I've, I've, I've said time and time again, I want God of War on the PC. I'd love to play like the, the, uh, Nathan Drake, like the collection, <laughs> the Uncharted, right? Uncharted. Yeah. That was it, right? I, I kept thinking the Nathan Drake collection. I knew that wasn't the name, but I've never actually played those games. And so, if I could get those on PC, I'd play those games. And like, there's so many exclusive games out there that would port very well to PC. It's just that Sony's never done that. And yeah. you can you can kind of fiddle your way around it with the whole uh, what is it PlayStation Go where you like stream it and then uh, you know you, you play it on your PC but you're logging into your PlayStation account and stuff like that. It's essentially Google Stadia because they're running the games on like a PS3 server right. and it'll stream the audio and you can use a controller. That's exactly how I played the God of Wars not that long ago. I paid for a month of yeah whatever it was called PS yeah. Now or PS Go. And yeah, that was a lot of fun. But those are the two franchises that I first thought of. I want to see the Uncharted's and I want to see the God of Wars on PC. It would be a blast to be able to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think PlayStation has to do something, but they they are like this is not just rumor. They are actually they bought a, a studio that is well known for porting games to PC, and then this guy with his tweet kind of said, "Hey, this is happening. It's just not going to be Bloodstained." Or uh, uh, Bloodborne. <laughs> Bloodborne, sorry, Bloodstained. Man, I'm <laughs> yeah. just getting them all confused, right? Um, yeah, so it's game. not going to be that game. He kind of was like almost trolling them a little bit. It, it, yeah. If you kind of read into that tweet, but I, yeah, I would love it. There's so many PlayStation games that I want to be able to play on PC. I don't own a PlayStation anymore. I don't really have plans on buying a PS5 until Ragnarok comes out. Um, so I, you know, color me interested in this news. <laughs> yeah there you go there's one story that that we have a positive yeah. reaction to i'm not gonna <laughs> lie ports at the better time, be good they better not mess up these ports paul <laughs> yeah i saw we were out of time and i was like i gotta touch on at least one story that we're interested oh, in so man. that was the boy i was gonna rip on netflix gaming and we didn't even get into that story uh maybe we'll talk about that in the future <laughs> but that, that that is all the time that we have here for today we will be back with our next full hour episode on monday which is going to be a really exciting deep dive because Josh and I played a game that was picked by one of our legendary Patreon supporters. So that'll be really exciting to release for you guys here in the next few days. It's a uh, spoiler. It's a fun game. Very fun game. I was very pleasantly surprised. Having I was not too. played it before. Yep. Yeah, I, I was too. So shout out to legendary supporter Jake. We'll talk more about what that game was on Monday and then in the meantime, come join us on Discord. You know, click that link in the podcast description and come join us online. And then we'll see you guys next week. See ya, everybody. I gotta go take my Metamucil now, Paul. My my fiber and my vitamins and my- Dude, Metamucil's <laughs> the greatest invention known to man. <laughs> It's I was vital. trying to think of like old people stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
Is it, that's a poor Metamucil, man. What's wrong with fiber? Why is yeah. fiber for old people? This episode is brought to you by Metamucil. We're very <laughs> open to that sponsorship. <laughs> All right. See you guys.